Good morning. How is everybody? Good, good. Well, we just want to welcome you to the 10 o'clock uh, class. We have been starting on discipleship, and uh, we just want to continue in that this morning. Uh, one of the things about this discipleship class is that it is not hard to duplicate in any way, and I'm not the only one that can teach it and, and go over it. And so this morning, my wife is going to go up over righteousness by grace. And so here you go. Love you. Oh, really? I'm on. Hi. Testing, testing. Hello, live stream. I'm really loud. I hear, my, hear myself. It's like an echo, echo, echo. I feel like I should be on, what's those big mountains? The Grand Canyon. You know, those things. Echo, echo. All right. We're going to do the Discipleship 101. If live stream couldn't hear, um, Brian was saying that anybody could do this, so we're going to rotate. He said, if anybody can do it, you can do it. So let's go. Next week, we're going to have somebody else awesome do it. Today is lesson three, and it's righteousness by grace. And these really are truly easy. Anybody can lead people to discipleship because all you have to do is read. I was thinking about this morning. I was like, man, gosh, I'm really loud. Um... I was thinking this morning, I was like, man, a caveman could do this as long as he could read. And then I was like, you know what? Those commercials are probably, what, five years ago? <laughs> you have a kid and just, you know, everything else in the world just stops. <laughs> Everything's all about him. Woo-wee. Okay, so let's read. Um, righteousness by grace says, today we're going to look at the subject of righteousness by grace. And Romans 3, 21 and tw- through 23 says, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference or distinction, for all have sinned and come or fall short of the glory of God. Notice that the scripture says, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. And this lesson is Andrew Womack's. And he was saying, I once asked a man, and he says, what do you think you have to do in order to go to heaven? And the man responded, and he said that he should keep the Ten Commandments to be faithful to his wife, to live a moral life, plus a number of other things. And it was all I've got to do, I've got to do. He said, Andrew was saying, I said, do you know what you have to do in order to go to heaven, to be in God's presence or in his kingdom? You would have to have a righteousness that equals God's righteousness. The guy's like, I beg your pardon? He says, there's no one who can have a righteousness that equals God. Only one man has such righteousness, and that was Jesus Christ. And he says, you have a point. That is exactly right. 
None of us in our own selves have ever kept the law or commandments perfectly, outwardly or inwardly. But we need a righteousness that equals God's in order to be accepted by him. That is exactly what is said in verses 21 through 22. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. The kind of righteousness that God offers you and me is a righteousness that is through faith in Jesus Christ. And it's unto all and upon all who believe. There are two kinds of righteousness. The righteousness of man and the righteousness of God. The righteousness of man is a person's very best behavior and the good works they do. It's like what the guy, the guy was saying. All these things that you know, I have to do, I have to do. That's man's righteousness. But, you can't, but that can't make you acceptable before God. You need a righteousness that equals God's. And he is offering it to you. The righteousness of God that is without law. In the Greek, there's no definite article, which means that this text is really saying God is offering his own righteousness without law. A righteousness that is according to law is a righteousness of doing, earning, and achieving in order to be accepted before God. All the world religions today think that you have to do, earn, and achieve in order for God to accept you. But the word gospel means good news. And the good news of the gospel is that God is offering his very own righteousness and acceptance to all who believe in what Jesus Christ provided. His death on the cross for our sins, imputing to us the righteousness that equals the law. This is the righteousness of God that is apart from the law, without us doing, earning, and achieving. And it comes simply through faith in Jesus Christ. Notice in verse 22 that it's the righteousness of God that is through faith in Christ Jesus unto all and upon all. So why is God offering his righteousness to everyone? For there is no difference, no distinction. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You've sinned, I've sinned, and we all come short of God's standard of perfection. Because of our sin, the greatest thing we need is acceptance, right relationship, and right standing with God. And God has offered this not through the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus. The righteousness of God doesn't come by your working, your trying, your earning, your attempts to achieve. It comes through faith, dependence, and reliance upon the Lord Jesus Christ. How was Abraham, the Jewish forefather, saved? The Bible said he believed God. He believed the promise that God gave him. And then righteousness was imputed to his account. The fact that Abraham was declared righteous before God through his faith and not just for, was not just for him alone. We read in Romans 3 verses 21 to 22 that a man is declared righteousness through, righteous through his faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that because of the payment Christ made on the cross when he shed his blood for our sin, righteousness or right standing will be imputed to any person's account who simply believes upon Christ. Romans 5.17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more 
that which receives abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. God is offering you a gift of righteousness, a gift of right standing before him. A gift does not cost something, but does cost something, but not to the person who receives it. If you gave me a gift and asked me to pay for it, it wouldn't be a gift because it costs something. God made righteousness available to you and me as a gift. And this gift of righteousness, acquittal, and right standing before God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. And now I need our volunteers. We've got six scriptures. Who's going to volunteer? Going once, going twice, Deb. Titus 3, 5. We got 2 Corinthians 5.21. Who's getting that one? Anybody? Anybody? Going once. I'm going to start calling on names. Ready, set, go, Jeff. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Romans 3.22. Who likes Rome? Thank you, Rachel. Romans 3.22. And then we have Philippians 3, verse 9. Who wants to read that one? Going once, going twice. Tara, will you do Philippians? <laughs> Philippians 3, 9. Jimmy, will you do Galatians 2, 21? Thank you. And then you want to do Romans 5, 17? Yeah. Romans 5, 17. And I have a paper if you don't have your Bible with you. All right. Jeff, were you first? Were you Titus? No, you were Titus. Deb, Titus, 3, 5. I start at the tail end of 4. Start wherever. Okay. That's a big, big start at 4. Okay, okay, fine. I'll start at (laughs) 5. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done. Titus, 3, 5. But because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. All right, and the question is, is the righteousness that we need a righteousness that we can produce? Uh, no. Oh, very good. That was such a hard question. It was, it was hard. Second Corinthians 5.21. 3, 9. Second Corinthians 5.21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Question, wait, wait, wait. What kind of righteousness do we need? Hmm? What kind of righteousness Mm -hmm. do we need? Self-righteousness. I'll give you you the answer. (laughs) We need the righteousness of God in him, being Jesus. Man, you are so smart. Pretty insightful. Gosh. We have awesome people. Romans 3, 22. We have the lovely Rachel. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all in all who believe, for there is no difference. So how do we receive this righteousness? Um, Through faith in Jesus. That's it. We don't have to do anything except simply believe. Philippians 3, 9, Miss Tara. Philippians 3, 9. 
and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And the question he asks is, what is the righteousness of the law? And it's, it's God. By God, through God, by well, faith. the righteousness of the law is when we think we have to do it. Oh, right. I'm and sorry. that's, yeah, well, it's, and it's not. Not, my, not yeah. our own, but of, through Christ. Right. It's the righteousness of the law, which is not what we have anymore, is where we think that it's all on us. We have to do this. We have to do that. We have to earn it. That's not our righteousness. And Galatians 2.21. Jimmy? Okay, 2.21, it says, I do not nullify the grace of God, for if justification comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. And the question for that one is, how could we frustrate God's grace? How could we frustrate God's grace? By nullifying the grace of God. Yeah, by ignoring it. Yeah, by yeah. thinking that it's all on us. Yeah. I mean, he gave his son to die for us, so that we could be made right. So that we could be in right standing. And I bet on more than one occasion he has been so frustrated with Nicole. When I've said, but I've got to do this, and but I've got to do that. And he's like, what does the word say? I'm sure I have, I, I'm sure none of y'all have done that. But I'm pretty sure I'm about a daily basis, I probably frustrate God when I step out of his grace and I try to get in my own right stand and go, I'll prove it to you, God. And he goes, no, honey, no, you won't. Just, just get back over here. And then Romans 5.17. Sorry, did I confuse you? Oh. <laughs> 5.17. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it. It will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. And our last question is, the righteousness of God is received as what? It's a free, free gift. It's a gift. <laughs> it's ours. We can't, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Um, there's nothing we can do to earn it. We can't buy it. We don't, we don't have enough to be able to afford it. We could never buy it or earn it. That's why he said, I love them. I want to give them this gift. They need it. I want them to have it. And it's just a free gift for us. Oh, look at that. We had a cheat sheet on the back. Look, I'm telling y'all, anybody can do discipleship training. We didn't even use the cheat sheet. We are so smart. That's good. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it, y'all. This is, it is so easy to teach people how to be a disciple of Christ. There are so many people out there that are scared to come into the church, that are scared to talk to God because they're still thinking that it's all about the law. They're still thinking, I've got to get cleaned up. I'll come one day. Just let me get straightened out. And it's, y'all, I, I can tell you all about dots. It's like dots. And when you say, 
I am not going to eat this pound cake. I am not going to eat this steak and cheese. And I am not going to drink this sweet tea. I'm going to have rabbit food and water and I'm going to be good. What is the first thing you think of? You think of that steak and cheese. I'd like a little extra cheese, please. I'm thinking pound cake. I mean, it's a pound cake. It's only going to be one pound. I can run that off tomorrow. And sweet tea. I mean, this is the South. I mean, not having sweet tea is like not reading your Bible almost. You know, so the first time you say, I'm not going to do something, you're going to do it. And the people of the world think, I'm not going to be bad. I'm going to be good because I need to get to church. And as soon as I can get good, I will go to God. And it's, they're killing themselves before they can ever get to him. And all the while, God is saying, baby, just come to me. This is why we need to teach them this stuff. Because they need to know, look, stop. Stop trying so hard. It's a free gift. He just wants you to have it. Just come. Let us show you how much he loves you. When they hear this stuff, who doesn't want to follow a man who gave everything for them? Who doesn't want to live for a man that died for them even when they were looking like death warmed over, when even when they were the ones nailing the nail into his hands, and yet he died for them. They don't know this. They don't get it. Because too much of the world is so busy judging them and telling them how bad they are, and all the while God is saying, you are so good. I love you so much. That's the importance of this discipleship class. He said, go and make disciples not converts because you get them saved but then they go back out in the world and don't know what to do all they know is the world and so they get right back into it and then they don't understand why this ditty that's so good is not is not helping them when they're out in the world and all the while it's because they've shut the door to him but if we teach them how to be disciples i guarantee you they will become converts because when they learn about the man, when they learn about God, and they learn about Jesus, they will want to come to him. That's what this class is all about. That's why it's so important. That's why we need to get people here at this 10 o'clock class. And look, y'all, I mean, I was being silly at the beginning. For y'all that weren't here, Brian was saying, you know, this is easy. Anybody can do it. Why don't you show them? But it really is. I mean, for those of you that saw, I read. And then I turned over. Then there was even a cheat sheet. Didn't know that. Well, I did. I just forgot. I saw it when I was studying it. But I forgot. Anybody can do this. Anybody can teach people how to be a disciple. And as you continue coming to this class, you'll get the resources for it. So that Monday through Friday, when people come to you, you can say, you know what? I just heard this great class Sunday. It's a free gift. You're never going to earn this. You're never going to be good enough for this. And you know what? God said, that's okay. I want you anyway. These tools are vital for the people around us that need it. These tools are vital for us. Because I don't know about y'all, but I have dumb Nicole days where I forget just how good my daddy is and how much he's given me for free. And I step back into, oh, let me see what I can do for my daddy. Instead of just lavishing in Baby, what can I do for you? And that's all I got to say about that. You want to close this? You done? You need anything? 
or we'll just pray. We'll just pray. Well, I mean, I gotta submit to the leader. He, never mind. I'll just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I have to go home with him later, so I'll just not say everything that runs in my head. <laughs> Love you, pray for you, mean it. Really do. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for your grace. And Lord, we thank you that because of that grace and because of that love that you have imputed your righteousness on us, we could never, ever be righteous enough. We could never even get close. And yet, in all of our unrighteousness, You loved us so much to give Jesus for us, your only son. Everything you had, you gave for us while we were the ones putting him on the cross. Lord, that's a love we can almost not fathom. And yet that's ours daily. And God, we just praise you for it. We love you so much. And Father, as much as you covered us in your love, as if that weren't enough, you just kept giving. And you made us righteous with you. A righteousness that equals yours. It's not one that just makes us almost good enough. It's not one that makes us just good enough to get in. You gave us a righteousness that equals yours. Because you love us that much. And you gave it to us as a free gift. And God, we praise you so much for this. We love you so much. And we thank you for this knowledge. We thank you for these lessons and these classes that teach us about this love, about this gift that you've given us. And Lord, help us to remember that for ourselves and for others. Help us to remember that as we go out on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and we run into people who were struggling and trying so hard to be good and just falling down. Help us to give them that hand up, that hand of God, that hand of love that you have given us. Help us to remember this free gift is for everyone and give us the wisdom to know how to tell them and when to tell them, Lord. And Father, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be your disciple. I thank you, Lord, that each and every day we grow closer to you. I thank you, Father, that you've given us a church that teaches us the undiluted, unfiltered word of God so that each and every time we can know more of you. Your word says your people perish for a lack of knowledge, but Lord, we will not perish. We will flourish. We will live. We will have an abundant life that flows over onto others. Because of the love that you have given us. Because of the word that you have laid in our hands. Because of the men and women of God that are here in this church teaching us how to be disciples. And I thank you, Lord, that we can take that into the streets and we can teach others how to be disciples. How to follow after you so that they can do the same. And I thank you that we will multiply. We will just overflow this area. And all of those around us, teaching them about this unmerited, undeserved righteousness that is simply ours as a free gift. And so, Lord, we receive it. We receive that gift now. 
wholeheartedly. We take every ounce of it. And we will use every bit of it to glorify you and to praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's all she wrote. So if you, you know, wave a flag for a car, you can do that. Whatever you need to do. We'll see you back in 30 minutes. Thanks for joining us live stream. I sing praises to your